Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. We are so bombarded by electronics and our, our faces. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I would love to know what the statistics are on how much time we actually spend on a smartphone every single day. And so um, our attention, you know, how many of you realise that on uh, the, the, your smartphones that you have now on Facebook or all these other social media programmes, you have these little, they have these little things called shorts, uh, where it's a short little video clip on the top and you get to see all these little video clips of like, Cool, and I'm I'm not I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm guilty. And and like you watch all these cool little somebody diving off the side of a mountain and they loop it and he's going forward and backwards and, and then there's conversation. Somebody's trying to get a message to you in, in like 15, 20 seconds. But if you notice, a lot of it has lyrics. I mean not lyrics, words. They've got words typing typed in. Why? Because uh, they're trying to catch your attention. So it was videos and now they've added words to it. In other words, our attention spans on, and the marketers know that this is prime real estate that they've got in front of you. And so on average right now, most people would have to walk out because their concentration spans couldn't hang out a little bit longer. So I just thank you for the anointing to carry on just a little bit here this morning as we talk about Lord and Saviour. Somebody say Lord and Saviour again. Now, I didn't, I mean, of course, the content of that video, you've got to understand, I know this man of God very, very well um, and absolutely has the heart of grace for the church. There is no legalistic bone inside of him whatsoever and loves the church, functions from a new covenant understanding and teaches from a new covenant understanding, but at the same time is not afraid to talk about things that need to be spoken about, amen? And we don't spend every single Sunday here just simply challenging and challenging. And, and, and even if we do, it has to come from the motive of love. But I'm saying that God never called us to be here to be another church on another street corner. We're not trying to give you a sweet little message. We're not trying to accommodate you to try to make you feel good. We're not intentionally trying to insult anybody either. That's not the point. We're trying to say we're not going to back down or compromise on preaching the truth of the Word of God to the body of Christ because the church needs to wake up. Are you with me? And so I'm okay and and we're okay. And if you're certainly here, uh, you know, more than two or three or four times, obviously you're okay because listen, uh, uh, nobody honestly that doesn't get on board with how we do things and how we do life and our culture as a church, you're not here more than three or four times, bottom line, if you're not on board with the way we do things. So we have a filtering process. And some people are either gonna connect. Remember this, I still say we're in the early infancy stages. You know, God is, we are gathering a people and our goal right now is that we're going to be, our, 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 our vision right now is to go to that 120. And I feel that as we get to that 120, because a lot of us want to engage in the works of the ministry. And I'm not saying that we want people to plug in. We want people to serve. We want people to give their lives. We want people to, you know, to, to understand their lives are not their own. They were purchased with a price. 
bearing in mind that we have activity, we have spouses, we have husbands, wives, and we have children, and all of those things need to, need to be tended to, but it must never take the priority of His Lordship in your life. God has given you a wife and a husband and kids and work and business, and He's given you all of those things, and He's blessed you with all of those things, but never let the one who blesses you take second place. He must always be the priority. You are blessed because He has favoured you. You have what you have because of Him. Amen. 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 So we can never let that get to second place. And the moment that we begin to make the things of God second place is the identifier that Somewhere we, somewhere in our lives, we need to make adjustments. It's not a, a slap on the wrist. It is simply a way for us to recognise where we are positioned in our walk with the Lord. It is the difference between making Him Saviour as the one who came and forgave your sins versus Lord. And last week we, 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 we touched briefly on the word Lord there. It's the word karios, which the word karios or Lord means the word master. Another word for master is the law, is the word owner. In other words, Jesus, when you got saved and made Him Saviour, also came in and became your owner. He owns you. He is your master. And if you've ever seen the picture of the servant of the master, the servant never exists to do whatever he pleases. The servant exists only to do the bidding of the master. How many of you ever watched the movie of slavery? Over the generations of time. And to be the owner or to accept that you are owned by Jesus It's not an indictment, it is a blessing because when we give ourselves over to His Lordship, that He becomes the one that leads our lives, that He becomes the one that directs our lives. God is never taking you anywhere outside of somewhere where He is protecting you, where He is keeping you, where He is blessing you, where He is making a way. His way is far greater than your own way. And that is where I fear the lie of the enemy has come in, in that we possess our own lives because we fear that when we do our own things, it is more pleasing. Yes, it might be pleasing to you because you might wanna be doing things in your own strength strength. I understand that, but the outcome and the fruit and the longevity and the health and the blessing and the favour that you will receive from doing things God's way will far outweigh what you want to do in your own strength. It's one of the only places where you can be a slave to your master and receive such blessing. And even though that when He came in to be Saviour, He also came in to be Lord, it doesn't mean that He is Lord, but He came in to be Lord. He is not a master like earthly masters that will drive you and beat you with a stick. The stick of religion will beat you. Jesus has not come to be your master beating you into submission with a stick. No, He is trying to get you to look to Him, to understand so great a price that He paid for 
for your life that all you would do is fall in love with Him. And if you love your spouse, come on, we are the bride. We are the bride, He is the groom. If in a marriage you love your spouse, you love your husband, you love your wife, your wife, there is, there is no beating you with a stick because when you do something for your wife, it's because it comes from a desire. I give myself to you and I wanna, I wanna love you. This is my way of giving back to you. Lord, this is a response. That is what Lordship is. I feel a holy silence here. But stick with what you are hearing because I believe with all of my heart of hearts that you are hearing the unadulterated gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are hearing something that is pure in its essence because in the content you are seeing the magnification, the exaltation of Jesus the Christ. There is a push from, 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 from this area of ministry or the pulpit. There is a push by Holy Spirit led anointed words that, that God is using even from the worship team and those who come behind you. There is a push to make Jesus the centrality and how far we have come from making the Jesus the centre. We preach about Jesus, but we don't preach about Jesus as the Lord. We preach a message that allows you, and we know it. We preach a message that allows you to do whatever you want. I'm not even talking about sinning. I'm just talking about you doing whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. I'm not even talking about sin. Because so much of the other side of the coin is that we want to throw it into sinful living. Well, I'm a good person. I'll go to church and I'm good for the most part, you know. There are sinners that are good people for the most part. Mmm, somebody... And that's not, again, it's not the voice of condemnation. It's about doing His bidding. Last week, if you weren't here, and I'm just gonna quickly say this as fast as I can, you'll hear me do it really quickly. I spoke about the story of the time I died when I was in a large church after preaching and being driven to preach in large ministries as a born again believer, preacher of the gospel. I got up behind one of the three, third largest church in South Africa because I'd been in the other two and, and I was there and in the middle of preaching and going up to introduce myself and welcome everybody and do the, my normal thing. The Holy Spirit said to me, as I got to the pulpit, He said to me, now what? And when he said, now what? I understood what he was saying. He was simply saying this to me. Now that you've got what you want, will you do what I want? 
He said, I've allowed you my favour and still God in His goodness allows you the opportunity to do the things that you want. You see, there is a season for you. You, There is a season for you, but there is a time where God wants to bring you into a place of maturity. And so many people live in this, uh, they live and die at the place of infancy spiritually, having led their own lives, knowing Jesus as Saviour, but they never stepped on into the maturity of the believer, which is the place where we transition from doing and doing our own thing and living the way where we want, where Jesus finally comes and that's the place of maturity. Now that you've done what you want, will you do what I want? And when you say yes to that, now you're stepping into the zone of maturity as a believer where you finally hand it over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. What did you come expecting to hear at church this morning? Some of you said truth. Some of you thought you were gonna come and maybe feel good and this should make you feel good. It should make you wake up to the reality so we can examine. It's important that we place ourselves on the, on the altar of examination to examine, weigh your heart. I'm not being your judge. I'm not being your condemner. You judge yourself. You, I love you and it's not gonna change my way and how I approach you and how I communicate with you. It's not gonna change, but you be the one through the help of the Spirit, put your heart on the balance and try to see where you are in the place of Him being Saviour and Lord. You do that. I can't do that for you. And when he said the statistic is that that, uh, 80% of, of the church is living in a superficial place, remember those are believers. Jesus still loves them. And the 20% are all in. I'll tell you what, God forbid, we are not that statistic in this house. We will not be that statistic in this house. Because we want to make Him Lord of everything. Amen? Stick with me just for a few more seconds here. Guys, this is, I'm not trying to be hard on anybody here. Please understand that. In the Word of God, more than 80 times in the New Testament, Jesus is identified as the Lord Jesus Christ or Jesus Christ our Lord or Christ Jesus our Lord. The fact that Jesus is the Lord, uh, is, is, the fact that Jesus is Lord is one of the central truths of the Bible. It's foundational to us. Why do you think that I'm not, again, I'm I'm just giving you the word. I'm not putting these words in my mouth. I'm not echoing something that's just coming from me. I am echoing the scripture where it talks about the 10 virgins and the five foolish and there are five wives. Is it possible? Because in the love of, the Bible says in the last times, the love of many would grow cold. Is, Is the fact that we're growing cold, is it because we are hearing something that only emphasizes Jesus as Savior, but will never challenge your walk to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
What do you think the church is gonna look like in the last days? When the rubber meets the road and you will have to maybe face, and you know, if you have to face, maybe taking something that you shouldn't because it could cost you your eternity, so to speak. And this is not to put fear in anybody, but I'm just saying, what do you think the church is gonna look like when you have to make the choice to turn around from the system of man and where you cannot participate nor buy and sell in the system of man? What are you going to do? Is, is the other messages that you're hearing out there gonna help you? or is it sharing what you're hearing today that is going to challenge your walk in the Lord? It's in the Bible. I'm not quoting something from myself. I'm giving you what the Word says. And I say it with conviction by the anointing of the Holy Spirit with absolute love, even though you hear fiery passion coming from me. Because all of that stuff will fade away overnight. It'll be gone quicker than you've seen it even being built. It will fade away overnight. I feel like I've come as evangelist today. <laughs> so we've got to have a, 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 a call to sobriety. We must, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I know it's speaking about physical wine. In other words, don't be intoxicated by the alcohol of this world. But also more than that, there's another sense which is absolutely applicable by the same tone is that stop being drunk by the fleshly desires that the earth has. You are, we are, we find ourselves and I say we because I'm not pointing the finger at you. And when I say we, I'm talking about the editorial we, that is us as a body at large. We have become drunk with the things of this world. We are intoxicated and we must sober up and get a cold shower because I know COVID seems to be have, have been gone, but there's something else coming. The kids are even really fired up about it right now. I don't get to hear them very much, but they are fired up about it today. They're like acting like warriors. Heck, we're not gonna allow this to happen to us. That's all that fervor you're hearing right now. It's the little army over there. Sometimes we should be Jesus loved. He loved the faith of the little children. And He said, you know, don't ever stop the children from coming to me, come on. And we should have faith like children. And sometimes if we need to have faith like children, maybe you came out of a reserved background where you couldn't so much as even raise your hand. Maybe raising your hand is a bit more freedom for you, but I wanna challenge you to your freedom. David danced and I don't know how naked he was. And I'm not suggesting that we become the first church of the naked, but 
I'm saying in our expression to God, let your physical body be put on notification and let your body rejoice in the Lord. Respond with a shout of triumph. Understand who's living on the inside of you. Understand that Jesus, the Saviour of humanity, God Himself is living and He is Lord of your life. Acts chapter 16, and I'm almost done, promise. Acts chapter 16, verse 30 to 31, the jailer asks, this is quickly, you don't have to worry about turning, you can write it down if you want to, that's fine. What must I do to be saved? And, and they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your households, believe in the Lord, believe in the karios, Jesus Christ. Believe in the master, you see, they, they never heard it like we hear it. They understood the terminology. It wasn't something that was difficult to understand for them. Does that make sense? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Paul wrote to the Romans that being saved includes declaring with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And this is what I'm gonna say, and some of you might disagree, but it is a shame that we preach a gospel which emphasis comes as, or a sound that comes and is emitted as come to the man who will give you an escape from hell. Because then you will receive him in the capacity as the man that escapes you, helps you to escape from hell. In other words, you will receive him in his redemptive work at the level of salvation, but you are not hearing the other side. You see, salvation is the entryway, lordship is the remaining part. We receive Him as Saviour, but we invite Him to be Lord. And Lordship is when destiny can happen. Without Lordship, your destiny can never fully manifest. Because destiny can only come when a person is prepared to die to their selfish desires of owning. It's like being a slave and never submitting to the master that you are owned by. Anybody? Somebody? Yes. We are saved from something. We are saved from an eternity without God. We were translated out of the kingdom of darkness and oh, how glorious it is. But we were saved for something. Can we see the picture that we have camped? in the first part and not the latter? Does it make sense to us? We've lived as a church and existed as a, as a large portion of the church where we have been saved from something, but we've never gone into what we've been saved for. 
And the heart cry of every Christian should be echoed in the apostles' words, Jesus is Lord. Determine that He will be your Lord from the beginning of your walk to the very last breath that you breathe. Is He your Lord today? I said this last week, just because He's Saviour doesn't necessarily mean He's Lord. But if He is Lord, He is most definitely also Saviour. I want to read from this and this is not, I just want to bring this understanding here. And you heard the scripture quoted by by Pastor Leon. It says here, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father. Not everybody that says Lord, same word there, Lord is karios. Not everybody who says to me, master, master. Not everybody who says to me, You are my owner, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name? Have we not prophesied? Lord, Lord, Master, Master, have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not prophesied in your name? And then he said, I will declare to them, I never knew you. I never knew you there is actually, he is saying that you have had no intimacy with me. In other words, I've been your owner, but I don't even know you. You have been on staff as my slave, so to speak, but I didn't even know that you were on the payroll. Oh, we found out through our accountant today that you, you, are, you, are, you are here, but we didn't even know you were there. That's not a voice of accusation or condemnation. I'm just saying, listen to me. And also the word knew, I never knew you, is also understanding he never ever, in other words, there has never ever been a place of intimacy from the beginning. So isn't it amazing that there are people that can say, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name and I cast out demons and operated in gifts. And he says, I never even knew you. Some of you are like freaking out with me right now, not knowing what to do with this kind of message because I don't usually preach this kind of message every week. But I'm hearing here to tell you, this is a part of the gospel and we need to, this is not, this shouldn't make you go out of here. I can't believe he put so much guilt and condemnation. I'm not putting guilt and condemnation and shame on you. Let it just be, let it be not a, come on, listen to me clearly. Listen to me clearly. Don't make what you are. I feel this by the anointing of the Spirit here as I'm ending. I've said that three times now. (laughs) But this is, we're going to land the plane. I feel this. Don't make what you are hearing today another 
good sermon. I'm not sermonizing you. Absolutely not. And I pray that you understand what the difference of a sermon is and something coming forth from the life of God's Spirit through an individual. There's a difference between sermonizing somebody. I'm not here to present you a great sermon. I'm here to present the life of God's Spirit and what that Gospel says and let it emanate through my life. There's a difference. But let, let it challenge you. Let it be a cold shower to you, not the voice of accusation. In fact, let if you understand it the right way, let it be understood that the heart of a loving Father is speaking to you to address you. How many of you understand that even as an earthly father, I love my child, but sometimes I've got to correct him. And if I don't correct him, essentially I don't love him. And sometimes I've got to correct him, but I'm correcting that child in love. And my motivation for correction should be love. Now, of course, hey, we miss the mark sometimes. We've got to watch that we don't do things out of anger. So today, let it be understood, there, there is no, not an ounce of anger, just the love of the Father. Amen? The Lord needs you. He needs your life. Just like he spoke to me on that pulpit and he said, now what? You've done whatever you wanted. Now will you do what I want? And he said to me, when you were younger, you did whatever you wanted. Now that you are older, will you submit to me? And he showed me my belt buckle or the little latch where you put your belt through, uh, the belt loop on the jeans. And he, he showed me a picture of his hand taking me by the belt loop. And I knew he was pulling me. In other words, I will go. He will become my Lord, my master, and I will follow him. Wherever. I would not be in Lafayette, Louis. Louisiana if it was up to me. And don't get me wrong because I thank God He sent us here because we love this culture of people. Listen, we don't identify with the culture. Jesus' culture is the superior culture. We're not here to conform to the culture, but I am here to say is I love the people. I'm thankful to God. But if I never came here before we even set foot over here, if I had my own way, I would be under the beautiful palm trees of Hawaii right next to some waves where we could open up a church three miles from the shoreline and I could go suffer for Jesus over there. I didn't come here with an agenda. My agenda was to go to Hawaii. My agenda was to stay in Florida. But because He's Lord, I will submit to what He wants even if I don't like it. But in following Him, there is a great satisfaction because when He sends you, there is a grace for your place where you can run your race. Amen? Hallelujah. How many of you glad you came to church today? Now, how many of you at one point have surrendered your life to Jesus in this place? Just quickly, raise your hands. You gave your life to Jesus. Let me do that one more time. Please, could you cooperate with me? 
I'm not here to put you on the spot. At one point of your life, you said yes to Jesus. Sir, with the green shirt. Yes, you. Have you at some point surrendered your life to Jesus? At some point, at some point in your life, whether you were two, four, five, six, you said, yes, Jesus be my Lord and Saviour. Okay, you guess? Okay, I'm just, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying, I was talking to everybody and I said, okay, let's do that one more time. Maybe you'll respond this time. And I'm not picking on you. Listen to me right now. At some point in your life, who has made Jesus your Lord and Saviour? Just by one hand, I'm not picking on you. Okay. So what I'm going to say is I'm not gonna make this another altar call this morning to say, every head bowed, every eye closed. And I'm gonna make the statement because we're streaming online right now and I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm not going to, to, to stroke my ego here today, have everybody bow their heads and have maybe many of you respond to say, I wanna make, I wanna, I wanna, uh, make Jesus my Lord and Saviour. And I go on Facebook and say, 20 people gave their lives to Jesus today. So I can live in the book of Numbers to impress anybody. Ridiculous. Now, what I will do for you is to say this. You, under the sound of my voice, have heard the voice of heaven. You now, whether you prayed the prayer with me anyway, you've still got to come out of this place and challenge yourself. Amen? So that's the way we're going to end. Hallelujah. Is that all right? All right. On a lighter note, say this with me, Jesus is Lord. And then smile at your neighbour real big, show them your teeth and say, I'm so glad you came. And, and give them a high five. Woo! Some of you are like, well, that was intense. Thank you, you ended in this way. No, all right. Last thing we're gonna do really quickly for those that are online, if you are watching by way of live stream, please go to www.destinyrevivalministries.com. Click on the Give Today button where you can give safely and securely. For those of you that are in this building, you can also use the method of giving online through our website safely and securely. If you are here, you can give with checks. If you are writing out checks, make them out to DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries. The tithe and offering envelopes are on my right. I was just wondering if that was my right. Your left. And the envelopes are there. Just take an envelope, pop it in the basket. And then lastly, if you don't have those methods to give and you don't have check and you're not going online, you can also take your smartphone and turn it into a payphone and go ahead and text the word GIVE. Text the word GIVE to 337-434-3777. That is uh, 337-434-3777. And uh, once you do that, it'll send you a link. You can click on that link and then you can give safely and securely. God bless you. Please also don't forget the T-shirts. If you want a Destiny T-shirt and you want the Lion, whatever you want, all the forms are there. They're very, very clear. In fact, Mallory, if you can, Mallory will be hanging out and she'll give you all the details if you have any questions. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Jesus is Lord. Go and have a great lunch. And thank you for coming today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.